Okay, you guys, I'm going to be honest. I used to loathe wearing bras because they were so uncomfortable and suffocating. They were the first thing that I ditched the moment I got back home. But Skims totally flipped the script for me. As a dedicated fan of Skims undies, I decided to give their bras a shot. And wow, Skims once again knocked it out of the park. And if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a significant other, they are also going to like Skims. Even the underwire bras are so cozy that you can literally just rock them all day without even realizing you're wearing a bra. Peyton, Peyton loves Skims. She's not lying. She's a supporter. I do. I will purchase Skims outside of this stuff I'm also supposed to be doing ads for. So I purchased my ad stuff and then I'm also like, hey, you know, maybe I should just throw a little t-shirt in here or something. But currently I'm wearing the Fits Everybody push-up bra. I love it. It is so amazing. I also rocked my no-show bra under a dress one night when I went out and it was so cute to just have the mesh detailing poking out. So shop Skims bras at skims.com. They are now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. So after you place your order, will you please just select podcast in the survey and then select our show, Murder With My Husband, in the drop-down menu that follows. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. This is Murder With My Husband. I'm Peyton Moreland. And I'm Garrett Moreland. And he's the husband. And I'm the husband. If you're watching on YouTube, hi, please turn on notifications so you can be notified every single time we upload a video. Also, please leave a comment down below if you like our show. And if you are listening on podcast um, and can leave a review, please do that. It helps us out so much. And if not, we're just happy to have you here listening. It's true. Before we jump in, if you are listening to this episode right now, that means that there was also a brand new Patreon exclusive episode dropped this week. So if you want to get those bonus episodes, just visit Murder With My Husband Patreon to sign up. All right, Garrett, what is your 10 seconds for this week? So for my 10 seconds this week, um, well, Peyton and I went to Idaho at like two in the morning the other night. Yes. I guess that's pretty good 10 seconds. It was Father's Day, so we decided to drive out and surprise Peyton's dad and my father-in-law hello (laughs) he listens (laughs) he does listen but it was we decided really late and we were like are we really gonna do this but we successfully did it we snuck in they didn't wake up and then we just surprised them the next morning. morning it was fun and it was really fun happy father's day dad okay so our case this week was sent in by olivia may which is the cutest name Might I add? So Olivia May, I love your name. I wish it was mine, but you can keep it. And so thank you for sending that in. And our case sources are a disappeared episode on season two called Paradise Lost and a BuzzFeed Unsolved episode called The Disturbing Mystery of the Jameson Family. And also Wikipedia has a pretty extensive page about this. I saw something about BuzzFeed Unsolved being renewed again or something like that? Well, they have like a lot of seasons. I mean, their episodes are short, but they go on. And I love them, by the way. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't checked them out, BuzzFeed Unsolved, this is not sponsored. I mean, I just love them. So our case this week starts in Eufaula, Oklahoma. 
A woman named Sherilyn meets a man named Bobby Jameson during the summer of 2002 and immediately knew that he was the man she wanted to marry. Bobby seemed like a gentleman and they fell in love and got married in July of 2004. Later that summer, Sherilyn and Bobby Jameson welcomed a daughter whom they named Madison into the world. Madison becomes the newlyweds whole entire world. Madison lit up their life together. It's now 2009. And Bobby Dell is 44. And oh, I'm going to say their middle names because their daughter Madison has a very good one. So I'm just going to go through those. Okay. So Bobby Dell, the dad, is 44 now. Sherilyn Leanne is 40. And Madison Stormy Star is six. Okay. That is a cute name as well. So the Jameson family have been looking to buy a 40 acre plot of land near Red Oak, which is roughly around 30 miles away from their home in Eufaula. They had found the secluded land on the internet and wanted a fresh start for themselves. Moving near Panola Mountain, which is by the property, is exactly what they want. They would be living next to a small community there who all pride themselves on independence and self-sufficiency, which is exactly the slow lifestyle that the Jameson family is looking for. It's a very off-grid area. You would need a generator, a septic system. A lot of people there live off-grid, that type of thing. And this is exactly what the Jameson family is looking for. Yeah. On October 7th, 2009, at 10 a.m., the Jamesons load up their pickup truck to go look at the property they had found. They planned to take a storage container that they already owned on their property they lived in now and move it up to the new property and live in that because the new property didn't have a house. And I'm only including that detail so you can understand how off-grid they Uh were wanting to go. During the drive up to the new property, the Jamesons run into someone who already lives off-grid up in the area. They stop to talk to him and the Jamesons tell him that they are looking at buying this land in the area and they begin asking him questions about it. Like, how do you live? What's your like solutions to things? Bobby and Sherilyn asked the guy for directions to the specific plot of land they had found online because they were kind of lost and struggling finding it. And he goes, oh, this is, this is where you're going to go to get there. And so they finally drive to see the property in person. The next morning, October 8th, 2009, the Jameson family packs up once again and heads up the mountain to see their property. This was the place they would live out their dreams together and alone. Eight days later, on October 18th, 2009, near Red Oak, Oklahoma, some hunters are hunting for the day when they come across a parked truck near the top of Panola Mountain. It's around 3 p.m. when they discover the truck and they get out and peek in the windows. They find a sickly looking dog abandoned in the truck. She had been stuck in the truck for days with no food or water. Oh my gosh. The hunters look around for anyone else but find nothing and decide to call the Latimer County Sheriff's Office. Police respond to the call, find the abandoned truck, and break the glass to safely get the dog out and taken care of. Police begin searching the vehicle and immediately feel like something had gone wrong here. In addition to the dog being left, police found cell phones, a wallet, and purse in the truck, as if whoever had abandoned the truck had planned on coming back way sooner than today. Police also find a bank bag stashed underneath the driver's seat with $32,000 of cash in it. Okay. Police identify the truck and belongings as the Jameson family's truck. Police believe that Bobby, Sherilyn, and their now six-year-old daughter, Madison, must have parked the truck and gotten lost in the woods nearby somehow. Yeah, because it's weird that the money, like if someone was trying to rob them or something, there was 30 grand just sitting. Sitting in the truck. Yeah. 
It would be quite easy to get lost in this area as they didn't know the area well. They had just gotten lost the day before, as we know. Well, the day before they went missing. And, you know, the woods were dense. It's hard to see once you walked in. So five to six deputies began searching the surrounding area of the mountain. Police knew that they needed to move fast. After talking around, they discovered that no one had seen the family for roughly eight days. And it being October, the nights were getting cold. The family's jackets and coats had all been left in the truck with the rest of their belongings, which made police believe that if there was any chance that they were lost and alive, they didn't have long to find them. Mm -hmm. It had been eight days. As the search was going on, police also began trying to figure out the last moments of the family's life before they had vanished. Why had no one reported a whole family missing? It had been eight days. Law enforcement discovers that the Jameson family was a private family, and with their new direction in life trying to go off-grid, it wasn't unusual for them to go days without speaking to friends or family. They would leave town without telling anyone and had also just pulled Madison out of school because they were wanting to homeschool her once they moved up to this new property they were looking at. So on October 17th, 2009, the search party uses the family cell phones inside the truck to identify if they had moved at some point with them. And it looked like they had. The GPS on the phones showed that they had walked up the hill at some point with the phones. And police positively Weird. identify six-year-old shoe prints and some mud along the way. So like they walked up and somehow came back and... Put the cell phones, put the back, phones in the truck back in the truck. And then went missing. Okay. They followed the footprints up to a rock where the family had spent about 15 to 20 minutes hanging out, it looks like, according to the GPS systems. They noticed the cell phone had a picture of Madison on it from this area that was taken that day. So they hiked up, took a picture of Madison on the phone, hiked back, put the cell phones in the truck and went missing. So there's a picture of her right before this family went missing. Um, And all seemed well in the picture. It looks like after taking the photo, the Jameson family hiked back down to their truck and what happened next is a mystery. Upon the discovery and remembering the large amount of money in the truck, police decide to tape off the truck and start treating the area like a crime scene instead of a family who had maybe gotten lost in the woods. Essentially, what we know so far is that this family who was looking to go off grid and had found a property to do so near Panola Mountain had packed up their truck one day with their coats and purses and wallets and toys for Madison, as well as $32,000 in cash and had made their way up the mountain. So they had everything. Mo- like, I mean, they didn't have, I mean, they still had a house. But they had a bunch of stuff. But they had a lot of stuff. Okay. They had pulled their truck off um, the road, gotten out, bringing their cell phones with them and hiked a ways up the mountain to hang out as a family, taking a picture of Madison while doing so. And then afterwards, they hiked back down, put all of their belongings, including their dog, their coats, everything in the truck, locked the truck. All of that was locked inside of the truck and then vanished together as a family without a trace. I don't understand. I don't even know how you figure out what happened. It's like almost an impossible feat. Yeah, I don't There's no how one you up find there. Anything. So if the family had willingly left, leaving all of their belongings behind, why leave the dog to die? So if they were like, we're going to disappear, why leave the dog yeah. to die in the truck? Why not just leave the dog back at your house property? Also, I already said it earlier, but you wouldn't leave 30 grand just sitting there. Especially if you were going to go off grid. Yeah. Police think that as the family was leaving that day, they were stopped by someone and met foul play. So they don't think it was willingly that they left. There were no signs of struggle, though. 
by the truck. No blood, no broken glass, no signs of a fight. How do you get three family members vanished or in your car, wherever they took them, without any signs of it? Police keep the area taped off and continue the deeper search of the truck, digging through the many bags and belongings that were in there. This is when they come across a buried 11-page letter written from Sherilyn to Bobby, so from wife to husband. Ooh, okay. In this 11-page letter, Sherilyn was lashing out hard against Bobby. It was filled with hate, addressing the stress of the marriage, talking about divorce. Police ask family and friends, and they confirm the status of the Jamesons' marriage, the rocky relationship between Sherilyn and Bobby. They had been looking at selling their house and moving off-grid in hopes of fixing their broken relationship instead of getting a divorce. Police asked when the relationship had taken a downturn, and everyone pointed back to 2003, when Bobby had been involved in a car accident. He was driving his truck and came around a blind curve and was hit on both sides, making him unable to work and suffering from chronic pain. Medicine wasn't helping with the pain afterwards, and he became depressed. The inability to do daily things and depression put a strain on their marriage. Mm-hmm. Upon discovering this new evidence, police are even more worried when family tells them that Sherilyn actually owned a pistol that she carried in the truck usually. Police search the truck and even the Jameson house 30 miles away, but still don't find the pistol. It's still just weird to me because say she did go in, decide to kill them. I mean, everything's in the car. There's phones, there's money. So this whole thing is just, it's just strange. Super and also weird. it's pretty, I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's easy, but in a, a wooden area where you have acres and acres of land, it's pretty easy to hide two bodies, but to hide your own body after you, if it's a murder suicide, right? Yeah. Because if it wasn't murder suicide, she would have taken the money. Yeah. But if it is a murder suicide, which police are now thinking, how is she hiding herself? She has to be out in the open mm-hmm. somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's been two days since police discovered the Jamesons' abandoned truck, and they are no closer to figuring out what happened to the family. Things have just seemed to actually get more confusing now. All the fire departments and locals decide it was time to do a huge search for the missing family. Murder With My Husband is sponsored by BetterHelp. If I had an extra hour in my day, I would probably start reading more books every day. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is... Time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I really am such a huge fan of therapy. It's truly given me the tools to tackle really big life changes, honestly overcome anxiety, and is a safe space for me to voice my thoughts. I think putting words to how we feel is so, so important and therapy is a tool to do just that. It's fully online, made to be convenient, flexible, and work best for your schedule. You just have to fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with the licensed therapist. You can also switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash husband today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash husband. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. This would have been nice in college when I kept getting slapped with parking tickets and I literally didn't have any wiggle room. Or when I kept getting towed. 
Yeah, I could have used Dave. Extra cash gives you more money to buy groceries, fill a tank and pay rent without having to wait for your next paycheck. It's time to remove extra stress with extra cash. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to make their finances easier. In fact, Dave has helped its members avoid over 2.5 billion in overdraft fees since 2017. Download Dave today at dave.com slash husband. That's dave.com slash husband. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less when you download Dave. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash husband. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve, member FDIC. All right, everybody, we're talking about food. Not just any food, but daily harvests. And when it comes to eating well, we are not the best at it. And we're also not very good cooks. That's why we love daily harvest. They have no gluten fillers, seed oils, added sugars, or starches. Daily Harvest really takes the guesswork and effort out of cooking because they deliver delicious smoothies and other options that are built on organic fruits and vegetables straight to your door. I love their smoothies. Yeah, love Garrett, them. Garrett drinks one every day. And when it comes to variety, Daily Harvest is always keeping it exciting as well. They have tons of great smoothies and other meal options that look so delicious. You never get bored when it comes to meals and snacks. So take the guessing out of eating well and try Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com slash husband to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com slash husband for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Again, go check out their stuff. They got food. They got smoothies. They got something for lunch, breakfast, anytime you want to eat something. It's very convenient and we love it. Dailyharvest.com slash husband. All right, we're jumping into a Shopify ad. Love Shopify. Bunch of ads for them. If you have any type of online business, e-commerce store at all, please go and check out Shopify. You will absolutely love it and make sure you use code husband or go to shopify.com slash husband. I think sometimes starting something, we all have these aspirations, right? We're like, oh, I make these little, I knit these little onesies. I really want to sell them or I do this or I do that. But then you have no idea what that actually looks like. Shopify is the answer. That is how you do it. And when we started podcasting, I was like, okay, maybe we're done with Shopify, but nope, here we are selling merch. So we're still using it. From the launch your online store stage to the real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. No, we have not hit a million orders on Murder With My Husband, but maybe one day. <laughs> Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs to every size across 175 countries. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash husband. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash husband now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. You guys don't forget to use code husband. It really it, it benefits you and it benefits us. Shopify.com slash husband. The rough terrain of the mountain made it extremely hard. Tracking dogs, helicopters, police release everything they can. The dogs hint on a large water tank, but nothing is found inside. Missing posters are hung up around Oklahoma for the missing family. Police begin diving deeper into the Jamisons' lives as time goes on. They discover that Sherilyn and Bobby had some secret beliefs about spirituality, that they see and talk to spirits and all of that. 
the angels had been playing with Madison and she was talking to them as well. So Madison, the six-year-old, was also talking to these spirits. And that they also had some evil spirits lurking around their house as well and had actually asked a local preacher if there was a special bullet they could buy to kill these bad spirits. Sherilyn had begun spray painting things in the neighborhood. Things like witches don't like their cats being killed. She had told people that she was a witch at times and her cat had actually died and she felt that someone in the neighborhood had poisoned it. So she was spray painting things to try to get a message across. Mm. And once again, this case grows more interesting, but no closer to finding the family. Yeah, because I don't know, I guess everyone has some weird everyone has their secret, own secret or I don't know, everyone has yeah. their own life. And so. what may, what constitutes weird? Yeah, exactly. Right? So on October 23rd, 2009, seven days after the Jameson family's truck was found, police discovered that the Jameson family's home was outfitted with surveillance cameras and had actually caught the family on camera the day they went missing, packing their truck up to go to the mountain. Okay. At some point, the couple is seen bringing out a brown briefcase to the truck that wasn't found in the truck when police searched it. So this makes the pistol... The gun and the briefcase are the only two things missing along with this family. A briefcase that they don't know what's inside and a gun and the family are all missing. And what could possibly be in the briefcase? Right. Like like, was it just a regular size briefcase? Yes. And the money bag was underneath. Yeah. The weird thing about this surveillance footage though is that the couple walked in and out of the home multiple times in what some people would call a trance-like state, according to the Disappeared episode that covered this. Police found it weird that both Sherilyn and Bobby probably walked in and out of the house packing the car around 20 times that morning. And each time they would pass each other, they wouldn't acknowledge each other. They wouldn't look in each other's direction. It was just like uh, like almost walking like, in and out. So do you, when you say that, do you mean almost like they were... Like being followed or being watched or something? Like my first thought was forced, right? Like there's someone standing out of the camera's way forcing them to do this. Or those evil spirits got them. I mean, that's a personal thing. (laughs) Or um, drugs. Like there's an, like maybe they're. They're just out of it. Yes. So psychologists actually study the footage and conclude that the behavior indicated drug use. Okay. So they go with like the most obvious sign and say, I, this is why we think the family's acting like this. It's weird enough that behavior that something you can tell something's off. And in Oklahoma, there is actually a major problem with meth and police feel like this drug connection could explain the money found in the truck. Mm. Like because both Sherilyn and Bobby weren't working. They were just getting disability checks from the government. So it didn't make sense that they, they couldn't track where this, this $32,000 had come from. What about, what about the daughter? Was she walking in out of the house? What was going on with her? She's not packing the truck with the husband and wife. So friends and family think the police are wrong, that the Jamesons didn't use drugs, that they weren't relate. They weren't selling drugs. This was not how they were making the money. They couldn't explain the money, but they were like, there's no way this couple, this couple's just like a normal couple they they believe in their spiritual spirituality thing, but that doesn't make, they're not doing anything wrong. They're not harming anybody. They're not doing meth. Yes. Okay. So police confront the family with the cameras asking why they would need so many cameras if they weren't connected in shady business, like which 
I mean, maybe just for safety. Okay. But they've got a lot of cameras, but police are like, why do they need this many cameras? Family tells them, okay, the reason they installed these cameras is because Bobby's father, Madison's grandpa was abusive and threatening. And that the, that was the reasons they had installed them. And that Bobby had actually filed a protective order against his dad, um, stating in it that he had purposely hit him with his car at one point that he had threatened to kill him multiple times and that he was scared for his life. But I guess in the early 2000s, it would be a little strange. For that many because cameras. It's I not like, like yeah. a ring doorbell that everyone Now has. everyone, I mean, they're a lot yes. more accessible than I they agree. were before. I agree. So the FBI is actually called in on this case and they searched the family home. And there were no traces of drugs in the family home or the family vehicle. Okay. Police learned that Sherilyn had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and struggled with taking her medication. Friends and family say that when Sherilyn was taking her meds, she was great. But anytime she felt good and would try to go off them, she would become a whole different person. She was very angry. And people think this explains the angry letter that they found and some of the disturbing journal entries that they actually found in her journal back home. Investigators rule out her disorder as having anything to do with the family disappearance, though. They also rule out murder-suicide, and they also rule out drugs. So now okay. we're kind of back to did the family just they rule go out get everything? Lost? Yeah. Yes. By November 1st, it's been three weeks since the family went missing, and there has been a lot of evidence, a lot of backstory come up, but nothing that can help them solve this case. But around this time, police learn that in July of 2009, the Jamesons had actually taken in a boarder who lived with them that was a handyman. They allowed him to live there as long as he worked on the house and did the things that Bobby couldn't do because of his injuries. But the man had made Sherilyn uncomfortable by telling her that she thinks she should be killed for having Indian blood. He was kind of like a white supremacist. And so Sherilyn actually pointed her gun at the man and said, you need to leave, get out of my house. The FBI tracks down this handyman and rule him out as a suspect as well. Like he had an alibi. So a lot of locals begin to point fingers at the Jamesons as being involved in gang or local crime. Like that's gotta be why they went missing. But police don't think those are true. They don't, they say the family isn't involved. They're just gone in the wind. Yes. They're just gone. And all these leads lead nowhere. The search was eventually called off and the Jameson family disappearance became a cold case. They had nothing to go uh, on Mm -hmm. until November 16th, 2013, Almost four years after the Jameson family went missing, hunters were out searching the woods for a place to hunt in like days coming up when they come across some bones, human bones. And it ended up being the partial skeletons of three different bodies, two adults and one child. Wow. Okay. These remains were found less than three miles away from where the Jameson's family truck had been abandoned that day. Police searched the surrounding area where the bodies were found and found a pair of shoes, torn clothing, adult teeth, and some more bones. And the bones would eventually be confirmed as the Jameson family, Bobby, Sherilyn, and Madison. All of them. All of them. Okay. The question is, were they alive during the time of the search? And that's why they hadn't been found because they weren't three miles away. Or had they really been there the whole time? I mean, these this search was one of the most exhaustive searches in this town's history. And it was they were only three miles away from the truck. That's what I was gonna say is I kind of have a feeling they were a lot, I don't know. Like don't hadn't know. landed yeah. there yet. 
A cause of death could not be identified because there was no evidence of trauma to the bone and there was no skin left. It was only bones. They were outside for four years. The cause of death was ruled suspicious, though, because they have no idea how they weren't found out there and how they even got there. And just like everything else in this case, the bodies didn't seem to help. They got the the thing you need the most to solve a case and it still got them nowhere. Mm -hmm. And the disappearance of the missing Jameson family is still a mystery to this day. What? That's it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I thought you were going to be like, and this happened, and then this happened. Nope, it's an unsolved oh, case. Man. We're going to go through very quickly some four options of what people speculate might okay. have happened. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. So the first option of what happened that day is that the Jameson family simply got lost in the woods and died from exposure. The temp- the temperature would have been around 40 degrees at night and eight days out there, nine, de- I mean, the days go but on. But three miles isn't that far? To hike back to your truck. And yeah. So say they did go put everything away, their cell phones, everything, took their coats off, put everything away, and then decided, oh, let's just run back that way for something without our cell phones or anything. Yeah, that's it's weird. Still, you that's would, so weird. You could probably stay alive for enough time to make your way at least back to the road. Yeah, I just don't think you would leave your car with the, without any of that stuff. It's, it's so weird. weird. So that's the first option. Okay. Unlikely to me, but also I don't know what else, you know. So the next thing is that the it was a murder-suicide, and that's why the missing gun is also missing. Um, but they didn't find the gun, which how would whoever had been the last one killed in a murder-suicide shot themselves and then the gun wasn't found? Could they tell... If someone was shot or would you not be able to tell? No, they don't know because there was no damage to the bones. So they're not okay. sure how they died. But, you know, murder-suicide due to the bad nature of their marriage or the bad spirits or the mental illness, anything like that could have caused a murder-suicide. And maybe that's an option. I don't think it is because, like, I feel like they would have found the gun. Mm-hmm. The next theory is that they were on drugs and were unaware of what they were doing and just wandered off that day or were not doing it in a sane mind, like drove up there, weren't in the right frame of mind, wandered off, couldn't make their way back because they were under the influence. I don't know. That does seem to tie in a little bit to the weird surveillance camera, but also maybe they were just in a fight and loading the car and not looking at each other. You know what I mean? The next and last theory is that the family was targeted and murdered by someone. Like someone followed them up that day. Someone found them and had ill intention and murdered them. It could have been the father. It could have been the border who lived with them. It could have been the people who lived off grid nearby. There's even talk that maybe there was a cult that had targeted her because she was claiming she was a witch And they had followed them up there that day and done it. But truth is, we have no evidence pointing to any of these things. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know what to think because there's nothing. Do you think it's foul play or do you think it's natural? I don't know. I really have no idea. I don't think it's natural. I think that someone, even if it wasn't like that they knew the person, maybe it was just like someone who lived off grid or something and found them or they got in a fight with someone Mm -hmm. or something happened where... That would explain they were packed up getting ready to leave and then they met foul play or they were taken away by gunpoint and that's why there's no evidence of a struggle. Yeah. Because if they grabbed the daughter, I feel like the parents would do anything to protect, like they would just go. You know what I mean? But why was the gun gone? Where's the briefcase? And where's the briefcase? And if they took the briefcase, 
why did they not take the money? Because and what was in the briefcase? Because the briefcase wasn't with them. And obviously it wasn't money. And if it wasn't money, why would the person who killed need them? Need the briefcase. Or, yeah. And then also, Too many questions. if it's like this some weird thing that they're involved in, there would have to be a paper trail at some point to point to like, oh, this is the trouble they had run yeah. into. Yeah. I really don't know. I honestly have no idea because there's know. so many holes. We have a lot of yeah. like backstory. We have a lot of like, I don't want to call it evidence, but just details about them and about that day and about what they had in the truck and about their marriage and what they were involved in. And it doesn't lead us anywhere. Yeah. And that is oh the my Jameson family disappearance. I thought for sure you were going to be like, and then blah, 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 blah. <laughs> No, we have to throw in some unsolved ones. But I also, like, there's family out there wondering. I the mean, they had thing. people who cared, yes. and they had friends who cared, and and they're wondering what happened. And they went missing. That is crazy. And, and these this poor family and their daughter, their six-year-old innocent daughter is missing, and there's well, they're, no... They're, they died. They, yeah, 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 they're dead, and there's nothing to show. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing we can say or help them or anything like that. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We all we sound like a broken record, but we love you guys so much. And thank you so much for supporting our show. And we will see you guys next week with another episode. I love it. And I hate it. Goodbye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.